Hello, travelers, and welcome to our contribution to the podcast of Wild Mount Project. If you're new to Venture Maidens, welcome! We are a veteran D&D podcast created by a cast of women and non-binary individuals. In this episode, we're playing the same characters from our main campaign, but we are traveling away from the homebrew world of the plains to visit the world of Wildmount, created by the fabulous Matthew Mercer. If you like what you hear, please consider checking out the rest of the show. We have over 70 episodes, recap episodes if you don't want to hear all 70 episodes, and we publish new episodes on our feed every other Sunday. We also have a killer community of supportive folks who make our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and Discord servers a wonderful, welcoming place to belong. To get that all summarized, you can always visit our website, VentureMaidens.com. But that's all for me. Let's play some dang Dungeons and Dragons. Gather round, travelers, to hear a different tale. Our heroes are sent to an entirely different land to locate a missing treasure hunter. Will the many factions of Wildmount interfere with our maiden's mission? What grand treasure has attracted the attention of an Archmage? Can our heroes prove a match against slumbering relics of the Age of Arcanum? Find out in our special Podcasts of Wildmount episode, National Treasures. Welcome to this super duper special episode of the Venture Maidens. Uh, for those of you who have been watching our social media feed, you are probably aware that tonight we are taking a deviation from our main campaign and exploring something new and exciting, uh, which is the Explorer's Guide to Wildmount, uh, which Wizards of the Coast just recently uh, announced that they were releasing. So that book will be coming out in about a month. Um, and it's really cool. It debuts the world uh, from critical role like the the vast huge setting that uh matthew mercer has put together and designed here uh is now available uh to share with the world of DD. so we're gonna touch on some of the themes in that um explore debut a little bit of content for you uh we are not doing spoilers from the main campaign so anyone who's like what is this don't worry you're safe stay stay with us in fact, if you have any critter friends, tell them to get here right now, because we're about to get Critical Roll up in this shit. Yes, I'm very excited. I spend a lot of time reading this book, and there is just so much going on in this world and so many moving parts. I hope I can do them all justice. But that's enough of me talking. Let's, let's do some intros here. Hey, everybody. My name is Celeste Conowich, and I'm going to be your dungeon master. My name is Brittany Quintero, and... I will be your Moon Elf Warlock, Arnadel Ithil. I am Katie, and I'm going to be playing Farah Valen, the Tiefling Sorceress. Hello, I'm Nassim Etamad. I'm playing your human monk, Sawya Noor. Uh, and I'm Sage, and I'll be your barbarian today, Carbon Hilda. <laughs> yes! So, there's no recap, because you might have noticed we are going to be playing our characters from the main campaign. Uh, this recording is part of a podcast of event, uh, which the Venture Maidens have been lucky to participate in a few of these. 
Uh, and usually what we do for these is we kind of spin them as like one shot sort of adventures, things that are happening uh, between the main events of the campaign here. Uh, so in true fashion, we're starting off again here. So your old buddy, Valerius, at the Elysium Keep approaches you all one day, the middle of likely brunch is probably what you all <laughs> are doing uh, when he finds you and says, ah, um, maiden, so glad to have caught you here. Um, there's a bit of a situation that I'm hoping, if none of you are busy at the moment, uh, that you could help resolve for me. We are the situation solvers, so <laughs> please, Valerius, what's going on? Uh, wonderful. Uh, I've, I've never called you that, but that's a great title. <laughs> uh, I think we should pick that up. Um, so, well, it's a little bit complicated, but, but stick with me here. So we have an agent in another place that we've been working with. Uh, they're sort of part of a sister organization, another, let's call them a network uh, of information, um, a network known as The Lens. We have been in contact with a mage there named Kaldax, who has provided us a lot of interesting information about a new kind of magic uh, that is brewing in this place. We have been in constant communication with them um, as they look for something for us, but recently communication stopped. We haven't received any of the reports we were supposed to, and we are worried that something has happened. So I need to get you there, and you need to find Kaldax. If they're alive, fantastic. Uh, get that final report from them. If they're not, well, we need to know so we can invest our resources elsewhere. Uh, any... Any ideas on where we would start looking for him, Kaldax? Yes. So my plan is to send you to the last known location um, of Kaldax, where they sent over their last uh, communication. And hopefully they're still nearby uh, to that area. I'm sending you to a place called Wildmount. Um, it's a continent that is, well, highly dangerous, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Uh, there are many factions that could have interfered with Kaldax, and any number of them might have caused him trouble. So hopefully you'll get there um, and and figure it out from there. I'm sorry I can't provide you with more. What does this uh, Kaldax look like so we, we know what we're looking for? Mm -hmm. uh, they're an elven man, uh, stand about uh, five and a half feet tall, usually wearing robes or the traditional armor um, of the Kryn Dynasty, which is sort of a, a bug like carapace. It's horrible. You can't miss it. <laughs> um, okay. Truly. But hopefully they will be there. And I believe they were traveling with a group of others from the Kryn dynasty um, as they were looking for this, this artifact. So hopefully they won't be too difficult to find. And this was all just some kind of misunderstanding. <laughs> mm. Uh-huh. Are we the only ones that might be looking for him? On our end, certainly. So they do, they already have their own people out looking for them. Well, I'm not sure. So the Lens, again, they work in mysterious ways. So the Kryn dynasty may not know the location of this group, and they may not know to send help if it is required. Sorry, I should have specified. Um, if, should we like keep this on the DL, you know, like, if we go through a town, you know, like, hey, have you seen this person working for this organization? Very much so. Um, Kaldax is in enemy territory. 
ah, at the moment. Okay. There are, are two main factions dividing the land, the Dwendelian Empire and the Kryn Dynasty. They do not get along. Mm. Kaldax is currently researching something that might technically be in the territory of the Dwendelian Empire. So, mum's the word. Use caution. Yeah. And stealth. And he, he Valeris gives Kara a look. Stealth. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll try. <laughs> We'll do our best. Wonderful. <laughs> well, um, gather what you will and meet me at the tower as soon as you're ready. Can we finish our pancake? Yeah. Nods and let let you finish your mimosas and your pancakes. <laughs> cool. cool. I mean, waffles, too. Yes. Yeah. I- waffles and pancakes? It's carb feast. <laughs> Have you ever been to a waffle house at four o'clock in the morning? I... A Denny's? <laughs> oh, no. Yes. No, no. A Waffle House. I see. You got a carb load when you might be fighting. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Pure yeah. adventurers. We need the nutrition. <laughs> wow. Okay. I just got schooled in nutrition. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so if you have any final preparations you would like to make before setting out on this journey, let me know. Otherwise, we'll, we'll boop to the Arcane Tower. Oh, I think I'm good. That, just get get the old backpack full of stuff, the old sword, <laughs> the old trusty sword, the old trusty backpack. Yeah. Uh, so you grab your stuff um, and you meet up at the Arcane Tower. All right. Uh, so as you all assemble in the very familiar chamber that has that teleportation circle, um, Valerius is already there patiently waiting for all of you. And he says uh, he hands over like a, a small stone towards just whoever will take it. Um, and he says, whenever you're ready to return, you can contact me through this. Nice. Well, are you ready to head off to Wildmount? Are we ever? <laughs> Fantastic. And he, like, throws the big switch. Uh, and you feel that, like, senses, like, teleportation comes over you. And, you know, you hear your familiar, like, elevator teleportation music that we've come to know and love. And suddenly, you find yourselves in a completely different place. So it's about the same time of day as when you left um, here, so around like 10 a.m. or so, so full daylight um, at this point. And you are standing on this rocky, sort of barren hillside. The land around you has like sparse patches of growth on it, uh, but most of the land is sort of sandy, almost like charred, if you if you had to describe it. Um, and all around you are these kind of rolling hills and surfaces. And you're very close to this very large set of hills that might be leading up into like a mountain range of some kind um, that are just com- kind of surrounding, uh, blocking the uh, the landscape here. And uh, that's that's where you are. Okay. Uh, Start uh, looking around for dead bodies that match the description of, <laughs> <laughs> of this mage of Caldex. Yeah. Um, Any tracks to kind of leading to a more habited area as well? Yeah, sure. Why don't uh, y'all go ahead and give me survival checks um, to kind of see what's going on here. I got a six. Mm, that's a 15. Holy smokes. That's a 26. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, wow. Okay. Well, a 26. Well, looking at the area, you know, you're kind of scouting around looking for tracks, anything. There there really aren't any tracks, like none at all. There's no animal tracks, nothing. And then, Kara, as you're looking at the situation with your amazing survival, um, you would guess that this area has actually been swept 
of tracks. Like somebody tried to cover things up. And sure enough, you do find like just fine cinders of like the remains of like ashes of a fire that have been scattered already by somebody but your keen amazing <laughs> rei eyes uh, managed to pick up my rei your reis uh, wow oh no it's bad that's not good um so at some point there was a camp here, um, and the covered trail sort of leads off in an easterly direction uh, towards that larger mountain range in the distance. Uh, yeah, so you see Kara kneel down, and she like takes a pinch of the of the sand to her to her nose, and someone covered up the fact that they were here, and I think they they're trying to cover up the tracks and she explains to you all how she can tell and she points it out so i think we i think we gotta go this way and starts leading the way towards the east yeah absolutely all right um so you all kind of wind your way closer towards these mountain ranges um and you walk for about 30 minutes like as the mountains are getting larger and larger looming in front of you um and then go ahead and make me some perception checks i got a 10 Natural one. Oh boy. 17. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of hot out here. It's sort of weird. Like the, the heat does weird things off of this like charred sort of land. It's, it's almost like you're on a landlocked beach, kind of, as you're moving through, but not quite desert. It, it's very, it's very odd. Yeah. So, and it's just kind of hard to see up in front of you with the heat shimmering off. Sorry, sorry. What did you get? 17. 17. Okay. So you are the one who eventually spots like in the distance, kind of around the curve of one of these mountains here, you actually see scaffolding that has been built up like about 10 feet or so wooden scaffolding. You can't see the rest of what's happening there. But clearly, like, just around the corner, there's some kind of structure uh, that has been built. Hmm. Uh, there's definitely something up ahead. I don't know what it could be. Um, I just see a little bit of a scaffolding, bit of a roof, probably leading into somewhere into the mountain. I could try to fly up ahead and get a closer look from a bird's eye view, but I don't know how much detail I can get from the sky. Kind of just feel like flying. <laughs> so sorry. You want to take to the skies? Did I take to the skies, guys? Do it. Okay, what do your wings look like? This is your first time you're using them. Oh my god, they're they're fabulous. They look like dragonfly wings. They're very iridescent, green and like mm -hmm. aqua, and of course sparkling, mm -hmm. glittery as hell. Um, yeah. yeah. So you do take them like out of this beautiful case, and you see just the sparkling, beautiful uh, wings here, and then they have those little elastic bands. Like imagine like a child's costume, like a fairy wings. Oh yeah, yeah. So you put those on, um, and then as you do so, the wings transform into these incredible translucent, you know, human-sized dragonfly wings. And there's like a little buzzing sound you make when you when you fly up into the air. Fabulous. Magical. I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So you want to go ahead and get a little closer? Yeah. Yeah. So are you trying to do this sneakily or like just going up really high? What's your strategy here? I mean, I don't know how sneaky you can be unless there are clouds, some kind of coverage in the sky. There really there really aren't. Um, you could like stick kind of close to the mountainside and like try. Right. Okay. We'll do that. Sure. So give me a stealth. Round the back. Round the back. That's a dirty 20, please. Ooh, girl. Uh, yeah. So you're aloft with the with the faith light wings. You kind of 
creep your way towards this mountain range here um, and just like stick very, very close and low towards this rock face here. And you creep around to where the scaffolding begins. And you see that this natural kind of curve opens up in this mountain range here. And there's a lot more of the scaffolding that has been built across this maybe like in a hundred foot area or so as part of this mountain here has actually been carved away. Um, and you see that there's a large like tunnel entrance towards something else. Uh, but at the base where all of the scaffolding is, there are actually a series of tents here. So just kind of giving a cursory glance, this looks like some kind of like archaeological dig site mm-hmm. here. You see that like packs of provisions are stacked up by these tents. There are actually a lot of people moving around in this area. And most of the people here are dressed in red uniforms that bear a a crest that looks like sort of an owl that's holding a crown. And all of these figures are armed, and they seem to be guarding the campsite here. Um, there's a bunch of them that are posted up at the entrance to this cave. And then you see one of the larger white tents has a bunch of these guards posted at the outside here. And the rest are just sort of aimlessly like wandering around the small camp. Hmm. Wow. Mm. Is it like carved into the mountain going down like below ground level or like into the side of the... So into the side... So if you all have ever seen like those National Geographic features on like excavating Egyptian tombs, Mm -hmm. that's sort of like what you're getting here. So it's kind of a higher up point. Yeah, and rock has been specifically chiseled away to reveal this this tunnel entrance leading into the mountain. Okay. From my vantage point, can I spot any quiet ways that we could enter this area and like find a form of path through the maze in my head to get to- Sure. I was not the tent. Um, yeah, so looking at the area, I mean, it's all pretty compact. Um, this is like the the camp itself is a circle that's like directly in front of this tunnel here. So there's really no way to get to the tunnel without moving through the camp. Mm-hmm. But there are a few of these large tents out in the area. So you might be able to like sneak by and like climb up if you can deal with the guards like just standing post inside the tunnel or at one of these tents perhaps. Mm-hmm. It'd certainly be tricky in full day to late. Okay. Well, then I'll return back to the maidens and report what I've seen. Hmm. Everyone, there is some kind of camp up ahead. It might be the Lens people, the group, but um, I don't know. They seemed a little bit a little bit more on guard than I guess I would expect them to be, but there's a, a tunnel leading into the mountain, and there's also some special tent that everyone is guarding or at least a few guards are standing around and i explain the owl with the crown does anyone recognize that does that sound familiar to anyone i'm gonna also make a knowledge history history okay i got a 19 uh so sorry (laughs) with the 19 you happened to see in in the tower, when Valerius was like about to send you away, there was a book that was open on the table, um, all about Wildmount, the continent of, um, and some of the various factions to watch out for. And you know that the symbol of the owl, like above this crown with kind of like the two sheaves of wheat on either side, um, that is the symbol of the Dwendalian Empire, so of their military force, which is definitely not the Kryn Dynasty, which Kaldax belongs to. Yikes. Okay. I could try to like stealth my way into, I don't know, the laundry tent and steal a couple of their 
owl <laughs> robes. Uh, I mean, yeah, if we can get some, that could definitely help us, because from what you described, it doesn't really seem like it's going to be easy to stealth in. We could pretend that we were, were like, lost and, like, seek... Do we know anything about them? Like- yeah. So the Dwendalian Empire, from the very, the very little, you know, of this area... They they are a very, very well-established nation that sort of operates on the western side of the continent. Um, you know that they have a, a human king uh, who rules over them. You know that they're really into specific religious structure. And like, so it's a very structured society, not necessarily evil in of itself. Like, Steer. Yeah. But, you know, they, they very intensely dislike the Grin dynasty and are currently at war. Yeah, I don't think we want to make our presence really known to these people. There's a very good chance that they are they kidnapped this guy and he's just in there somewhere. Yeah, uh, and Saya, you would have guessed that there are probably about 50 guards <laughs> um, all together at this camp. Okay, yeah. If we can get a uniform, it'd be nice to because if he is their captive, he's g- they're going to recognize him by what he's wearing and stuff. But if he's just some guy wearing the uniform it might be easier to get him out later so if we can at least get one and then sneak ourselves in it's not mm-hmm. a bad plan hopefully that laundry tent has a sign we'll just sit with <laughs> all the smell of soap this way there you <laughs> go into it so what's the plan though all right so can we do invisibility do we have enough uh magic to do that i don't have that personally you could do yourself in two other people Including myself? Yes. So one person couldn't go with you. Well, we could polymorph the other person. You could polymorph the other person if you wanted. Break out all the stuff. Oh, yeah. I have my wand of polymorph. <laughs> and yeah, who wants to be an animal? <gasps> Kara's like, as soon as like you kind of like mentioned the wand of polymorph, Kara's like, oh, turn me into like, a rhinoceros, and then I can cause a distraction while you all go get the robes. Kara, that sounds so cool, but also pretty much exactly the opposite of what Valerius told us to do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't do stealth, so let me do what I do best as a cool <laughs> animal, and then you guys do all the stealthing. What? <laughs> uh- we could, or we could do, like, a beetle. Like a, a rhinoceros beetle? A cat. I mean, that would be the most instantly stealthy thing you could become. <laughs> All right. Kara, you make the decision. What would you... What? There you go. Yeah. Let's do a rhino. <laughs> this is horrible plan. This is so good. This is no. the best. Don't worry. Yep. So I am a black rhinoceros. Black rhinoceros? All right. So... All right. I feel like the wand of polymorph, because it's, since it's attuned, right? I feel like whatever bond you and I have, the magic would kind of like be some kind of aura or extension of that. Mm. I feel Pretty like, cool. you know, like sparklers. Like yes. Sparklers, <laughs> I feel yes. like it's like delightful and fireworky and sparkly. So I feel like whenever oh. I've Bust the that want a horrible looking wand of polymorph, which really oh yeah, it's got a dead toad, petrified toad strapped to it. These like <laughs> sparkler, sparkly shit like starts flying out, and that, it like dusts your your like red hair and everything. And as it kind of looks like it should be burning it, it 
it starts the transformation. Whoa! Yeah, and then Kara nice. starts to twist and like change and grow like these bulbous plates um, <laughs> as your companion just becomes this giant <laughs> creature uh, with a horn just standing in the middle of this flatland scenery. There you are, Kara. Um, Immediately eating grass. <laughs> yeah. Right. You find like a nasty, like shriveled patch and you're just chewing it. So I turn to the the other groups and I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to have to be concentrating on this. So I'm going to, whatever happens, I'm going to not talk or do much. So, and then I held out my hands because it's a touch spell. We're going to put our hands like in a huddle, you know, like the go team. Mm-hmm. The yes. situation because I have to touch you both. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I got two arms. Anyway, <laughs> this is more fun. invisibility spell. <laughs> Heck yeah! Ooh, go go break. gadget invisibility. Go go gadget invisibility. So Kara, <laughs> tell me about this <laughs> this distraction. <laughs> tell me how. Tell me how this gonna work, please. Thank you. Uh, so. Soye had said that the scaffolding was like up on this mountain and over at the cave. Yeah. So Kara would try to maneuver to like cut into the camp as as close to actually probably because we were trying to get um trying to get outfits first. So probably towards like the center of it where a lot of like the bigger tents are. Yeah. And we'll just like start just running in. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And tossing, <laughs> tossing her big rhino head around, trying to like uplift tents and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you come like, like charging into this clearing. You like do a sharp turn, and you see like this campsite. You know that sprawls maybe like sixty by sixty feet. You know there are like five or six of these tents, and people just kind of walking about. And as you like kick up dust, and you know like this giant black rhinoceros comes around the corner. Guards are like, what? What? <laughs> they look at each other like, are you seeing? Like, what? And then you just start to charge towards them. Um, and you see guards like start kind of like taking out swords and like looking at each other like, what? Like, so what's your first target in camp? There's like, there's like four smaller tents. Uh, and then there's like that larger tent that's being guarded currently. Um, and then there's like kind of carts like that have ore and other things in them. There's like packs that maybe have, I don't know, like blasting sticks or shovels, all kinds of stuff. She would go after the carts full of ore and start to like try and like kick them down with her, <laughs> with her rhino feet or like in charge at them. Yeah. Um, okay. So while Kara's doing that, what's everybody else up to? I guess, yeah, when everybody's properly occupied, well, because it's not like sand, is it? Like our footprints wouldn't be crazy visible or would they? No, it's sort of like loose, gravelly rock. Okay. Shame. Yeah. I think as like tents are being upturned and stuff, we're looking for oh, yeah. um, extra uniforms and stuff like that. Sure. Um, go. <laughs> so there are like the four like smaller tents, um, and then there is this large like tent um, that the the two guards in front of it have now like kind of moved into the center here to like help. Everybody seems to like not know what to do because it's not like the rhino is attacking anyone. So they're all like, uh, <laughs> like holding their swords like towards it. 
So which uh, which tent are you trying to look in? Probably one of the small ones. I don't think they're heavily guarding uniforms. Probably an important person. So yeah. So you kind of like creep around and you poke your head into one of these tents here, um, and it looks like sort of a mess hall area. So you see like lots of bins, you know, with different like water at varying levels of soapiness, um, and lots of like dirty cups and canteens like shoved kind of in this bucket uh, with these very like rustic uh, tables and chairs set up here. And you do see that in one corner, there is, like, a washboard uh, area that has, like, a bunch of, like, drying racks laid out of all these, like, once dusty clothes uh, kind of lined up here. Way to go, Farah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hold my nose. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go and just, like, uh, is is there anyone in the tent still, or did they all run out to the right? No, everybody's debacle? like running out to be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> in the center, yeah. the The only guards who seem to be like really sticking to their post are the one like in the tunnel that are kind of like looking down, sort of oh, on the balcony, like at the situation below. <laughs> all right, uh, yeah. Then I'll I'll just try to with everybody else grab one for each of us plus one. Um, yeah. Duh. You can grab some like nice, you know, they're they're damp instead of sopping wet. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you. Just sweating a really hard day's work, you know. All right. Yeah. And then I guess I'm just going to uh make sure everybody's got what they need and we can run back out to see what's happening right now. Yeah, are the guards by the white tent, if we could see it, are they still holding their post, or have, are they distracted? Yeah, the guards by the white tent have also, like, kind of joined this mass in the center here. So, like, as you're exiting this mess hall tent, um, and all the guards are just kind of, like, doing this, like, around the rhino at this point, you see a, a woman uh, steps out from one of these smaller tents here. And unlike everyone else, she's not in this red uniform. Um, she's in these very fine, like, gold and silver, like, braided robes, um, clearly very wealthy, uh, this half-elf woman. Um, and she's holding a book under one arm and kind of pushes her spectacles up and speaks very quietly, yet with such power that everyone immediately, like, stops. And she's, what's going on here? And all the guards are like, hmm? <laughs> and then, uh, Kara, I'm going to need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, 23. Okay, so she flicks a hand, like, at Rhinoceros Kara, uh, clearly expecting something to happen. And you, Kara, feel this magical wave sort of move over you, but you manage to push it off. And she sort of frowns and says, Attack that creature. It is not a normal beast. And we're going to need to roll some initiative. <laughs> what could go wrong, guys? <laughs> Ooh. Nine. Ugh. Eleven. Thirteen. All right. Yeah. Uh, so the, the lady is just like surveying this situation right now. And she's like, all right. Well, let's try something else. Um, and Kara, I need you to make another wisdom saving throw for me. Fantastic. Damn, 23 again. Oh, shoot. Oh, man. So with Polymorph, you don't have to roll with the stats of the Rhino, or are those the stats with the Rhino? Um, oh, I'll look at Polymorph in particular. Um, yeah. I'm not I, sure. Yeah. Uh, but while that is happening, uh, Invisible Cadre, 
you see that now, like, this woman has stepped forward and the soldiers are clearly intent on attacking the rhino. Are you going to engage in the combat and blow your cover or try and do something else? Mm, not yet. For me. Okay. All right. Uh, then we come to Arnadel. So what would you like to do? I keep on focusing. Although, can I use detect my detect magic eldritch sight? Yes, you can use your Eldric Invocation. Okay, so I'm just going to look at her and see if I can get a read on what kind of magic person she is. Sure, yeah. Um, you yeah, kind of blink open, and as you look at her, one, she has a lot of magic items on her person, and two, you see a glowing arcane like core within her. Like This is a very powerful spellcaster standing in front of you. We're talking like arc, Archmage status. Uh, is she human? She's half-elf. Oh, okay. You also, with your detect magic, even from here, you would see that there is something so freaking magical in that tunnel. Like, you can't see what it is, but, like, this, like, gold artifact aura is just, like, pouring out. Like, it's, like, beam, like... Yeah. Okay, hi, It's demon. like, hello! <laughs> I'm here! It's it's coming, that gets, coming at you. While, while I'm here, I'm going to take a quick cursory glance to see if maybe there's any other notable things that I should ping in the back of my mind sure um so coming from that white tent that's close by uh you see you can tell that there's another spellcaster in there not as powerful as the woman in front of you and they haven't and that glow hasn't moved very much with all the commotion no they're in fact they've stayed perfectly still (laughs) oh noted (laughs) i'm like elven magic um so i'm gonna make all that and then i with my telepathy ability i'm gonna silently communicate this to everyone and just be like bing 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 bong bing i'm staying put not moving (laughs) you hear bing bong bing bong in your head (laughs) everybody uh (laughs) all right sweet uh and then we go down to saye what you up to well i think i'd like to try to create another distraction So I pull some of the guards away from Kara, and hopefully Kara will just keep fucking running away. But yeah. (laughs) Oh, also Kara, what did you get? By the way, was it is it going to be the twenty three? It was a nineteen. But no, uh, yes, my stats do change. My all my mental stats do change as well. Yeah, it's like you're because you have this brain. (laughs) You're like so hard. Um, Nineteen is still just enough uh, nice. to make that save. <laughs> so you're still Rhino, just kicking the hell around. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay, and then, um, I'm sorry, sorry, so what are you trying to do for this distraction? Because um, I'm still invisible. I want to yeah. just, like, put... So if you attack or use a spell, your invisibility will drop. Oh, really? I thought that was if Arnadel mm. broke their concentration. Mm-mm, it's anyone who's invisible. Would you consider my elemental attunement of just being able to create an element casting a spell? I would say so, yes. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but nice flex. I mean, I can run away fast. I could zoom off. I'm got that monk speed. You could do anything you want, baby. You just tell me what it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, whatever tent is closest to, like, the back, like... <laughs> one on the outskirts of the camp but set that <laughs> yeah. one on fire and then run away okay so you want to drop your invisibility and set it on fire yes <laughs> <laughs> okay 
All right. So the one uh, closest to the edge is actually that big white tent uh, that was recently guarded. So you run out of there. How are you setting it on fire? I'm just putting my hand up against it and then like lighting uh, about like a fistful of fire uh, and hopefully it catches. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. uh, So you do that. Um, Are you trying to conceal yourself like you're waiting till you're around the tent? Yeah. I'm certainly not standing in front of it. I'm like at the back of the tent. Probably low to the ground, just like... Yeah, as you do. So you catch this tent on fire, and you, like, book it around the corner here. Uh, so the invisibility drops, and you're just, like, running across the, the gray dirt here. Um, and then, yeah, just you hear some confused, like, is that... Is that on fire? What is happening? Like, <laughs> is just so confused. Okay, and then, Kara, what you up to right now? <laughs> Uh, now that someone is clearly taking some hostile actions towards her, she is going to turn and use her action to disengage and then run away out of the camp. (laughs) Okay. Um, so yep, you go. And how far can you go as a rhinoceros? 40 feet. (laughs) Okay. So just stomp out of here. And the guards part because they're like, don't want any part of this. Um, (laughs) you know, um, so you're bursting off like into the sand (laughs) here. Um, okay. And then, uh, Farah, what what are you doing as you see Kara makes a break for it? Um, and a tent is on fire now. Okay, um, still from, like, the backside that, like, is kind of out of vantage point of people, um, can I, like, try to, like, lift the edge that's not on fire and kind of take a peek inside? <laughs> oh, yeah, inside that white tent. Yeah. yeah, you can definitely move around, you know, with this bundle, like, of clothes in your arms. <laughs> uh, you go and, like, and look up. Uh, you see that inside this tent, um, there are, like, a couple crates and, like, barrels maybe for storage. Um, but the central pole here ooh, um, has a person that is bound with ropes um, and tied to this pole here. Um, and you look and you see it is the the face of a dark elf dressed in just, like... A loose shirt and pants. Um, everything else seems to have been taken. Sounds. I, I'm dying to ask how hot he is because loose pants and shirt. I bet. oh, he's very hot. Um, though he does look like he's been roughed up quite a bit. Um, so he's got like a swollen eye and like some scratches and like you know he looks like he's been through a little bit of hell. Okay. Um, can I try to use my action to like use a dagger to cut the rope? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so you yeah ran over to that tent, looked under, saw him. Um, yeah, and you you begin to saw through the ropes, and he sort of like looks up, and he's like, um, <laughs> "I'm just gonna whisper." I'm sorry. Who are you? <laughs> and he's looking around. You're invisible, yeah. so he's like, "I." Yep. As I'm sawing, and I'm, I'm just like, "Come with me if you want to live." <laughs> and uh, that's. You know what? I'll take it after the kind of day I've had. Um, and he goes and you know helps kind of like tug apart. Um, I, can I ask who sent you, mysterious invisible one, or are we just going to do it like this? <laughs> uh, Valerius from the Sisters of Sorrow. Oh, interesting. All right. And I just like drop one of the um, like outfits that I have on the floor, mm-hmm. and I'm just like this way, and I kind of like hold the edge of the tent open. He goes, oh, Dundali in red. Well, we're stooping to this. <laughs> he 
goes and like you know he kind of like f- slumps forward after being tied to this pole you have no idea how long he's been here but he's sort of like you know cracks like his shoulders and then like kind of throws on this jacket and like starts you know he's like ripping off his pants and he's like well Ooh. company of strangers okay <laughs> here we go is it the tent on fire or is it getting hot in here <laughs> i don't know you're invisible. Mm. I hope it's getting hot in here, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so he puts on this this outfit, and he's like, "Okay, but we we can't leave un- until we get to the tomb. You do understand that, right?" And he's, "Yeah, I think we um we had a plan, and um it was very loud, and I think now we kind of go away, and then maybe recoup and and come back." <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, and he he goes and like kind of pokes his head out. He's like, "What the hell <laughs> is that?" Okay, great. <clears throat> Did you find my staff? Uh, no. <laughs> well, then fine. And he like looks at the chaos that's unfolding here, and you see he kind of like holds his hands together and like parts them, um, and he begins to focus on like the air in front of him as you see this. This shape that sort of looks like a like a D12, actually, um, that begins to, like, appear in his hands here as he, like, looks out on the chaos um, around this whole clearing. And then he, like, stretches his hands out and forward. And as he closes his eyes, this blast of energy moves out and kind of enfolds this space. And you see as this happens here, everything stops. It's like time in this area in front of him just ceases to move forward people like slow mid motion you see like you know that like flies in the air like just staying in this place so everyone is affected um except for saya who's run out of here uh kara you're like just on the edge of this like you feel your muscles kind of slow down for a moment um Arnadel, you're affected as well and Farah, you're fine as you see this happen and he kind of like <sighs> Okay. Um, and then, like, starts booking it out of there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know how much, uh, if we're still doing turn order, uh, but I would... Um, so you have one whole reaction, like, one whole cycle here uh, of turns you'll get to take before time starts again. Okay. Um, then, uh, if he's running off, then I'm going to... Uh, break my um, invisibility and send a message to Arnadel that basically says, um, I got our guy meet up uh, outside near the scaffolding where it's hidden. Well, and this thought kind of like travels out to this area and Arnadel, you don't hear anything. Time has stopped for you. Um, So in a moment, your message will reach. Um, so yeah, Farah, you kind of move uh, following him, and then we we come back up to this woman who, like Farah, as you're like running to like get out of the camp here, you see it's so odd how everything has just stopped in this space, um, and then you catch a flicker of movement as this woman she kind of like you see her fingers sort of like twitch 
And she's like moving very slowly as she's like trying to reach for her staff. She's the only one doing any kind of movement as she's like seeming to resist this spell, but she still just can't quite make it to her staff in time here. Um, and then Arnadel, why don't you go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw, please? To see if you can break through this magic, this special magic. 19. Okay. Arnadel, your brain like activates and you realize that you're frozen in place. And you're trying to like think through the possibility. You can see everything around you, but you can't move your body. So it's like your brain wakes up, but you, there's nothing you can do about it. Ugh, it's like sleep paralysis. Yeah, it's very, very weird feeling. Um, and you're like, there's just some high level magic that I just got affected so by. So uncomfortable. And Saya, so as you're like booking it out there, you see coming from around the corner um, a a drow man just running after you in kind of like ill-fitting like red uniform. He's like just chucking it down there. Um, he's like pulling on one boot. <laughs> so he's kind of running after you. Uh, uh, I can outrun this. <laughs> I can outrun this guy. I run. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So are you just, you look back, you see him, you're yeah, like, oh I'm no. Like, gonna keep going. <laughs> see you later, buddy. All right, so you're just like booking it as fast as you can away. Yeah, I mean, if does the, does the guy look like he wants to come after me or he's just running away? Yeah, he, yeah, he seems to see you and he like gives you a wave and then like starts like <laughs> running after you. Uh, what do you want? <laughs> Valerius, with the Sisters of Sar- I don't know, I'm being chased by an invisible person. I assume they were with you. Oh, you're Kaldax? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I'll stop running. Okay. <laughs> and he, like, hobbles, like, forward. Clearly he's been, like, beaten and, like, is injured. Um, and he's, like, catching up with you. <laughs> this is happening. Uh, all right, and then Kara, go ahead and give me that constitution saving throw. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's see what my rhino stats are. What your are. rhino brain <laughs> does for you. <sighs> uh, eight. Yeah, uh, so you have no idea that you've been frozen in time. Um, I don't know. What's a thought that's going through your rhino brain? What do rhinos miss? Like, what do they, what do they, what do they talk about <laughs> in their brain holes? Uh... I could really use some birds. I've got an itch on my right haunch. Oh, <laughs> birds. So you're thinking about birds and just unaware of the situation entirely. Uh, all right. And then, Farah, we come back around to you. Um, so as you're like running away from the scenario here, you see time all of a sudden begins to move forward again. Uh, and you hear this like stream of cursing just coming from uh, this woman who's just like, he got away. He got away after them. After them. Uh, yeah, she's just gonna... I'm just gonna use my action to dash. <laughs> and I'm just gonna be like, run, 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 run. And run, run, just run, try to run. basically find, like, a, a turn in one of these hills to kind of become out of sight. Yeah, absolutely. So let's... We're kind of in two camps here. Like, people who did already kind of get away, and then... <laughs> We have a rhino and we have Arnadel who are still like in the camp area. So we can kind of move out of initiative as you all tell me. How are you getting away from this situation? Uh, Kara is definitely just running and trying to kick up as much dust and sand as possible behind her. 
and head towards back, you know, where where she originally started from, hoping to find her companions there so that they can stop the spell. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Arnadel, what are you up to? You're still kind of just in the middle of this camp site, still invisible. I'm going to just, like, take a quick, like, whip around, because while I was frozen, slowed. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, a message reaches you. Oh. Right now uh, from Farah as time resumes. It's one of those things where it, like, comes kind of like speed like quickly and then slows down it's like it catches up with time it's like when your phone is broken and then all of a sudden you get all of the texts you've gotten from like the past three days that you haven't seen it's like bing bing yeah. bing you're like oh god <laughs> uh so i get that i understand what happened i'm i'm yeah i know what and th- yeah yeah because your your brain was awake during all of this so so i'm gonna like whip around and like while still invisible like use detect magic again to just kind of like see if I could get like, I feel like my friend's magical registers are something I would recognize, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're familiar with their Their aura signatures. So I look around, I'm trying to see where everybody is. I'm assuming I can kind of see where the commotion is headed. Yeah. You can really only see uh, Kara at this point who kind of like takes a left-hand turn. Um, You're not sure where. Oh, Saye and Farrah went. They're just, they were just suddenly right, gone. Well, I'm going to just like book it after Kara. Just like one of those like quick, I'm going to like tiptoe run. If uh, Have you ever tried to silently run? Anybody? Uh, yeah. Not successfully. Sure. <laughs> after the flag when <laughs> we're like. Just a little delicate children. elf run. A little delicate elf run. Yeah. So there, there. I mean, it's definitely easy to mask your run here because, so the rhino is kind of curling off to the left here, and then like ten guards are like peeling after the rhino, and you can follow the ten guards that are going after the rhino. Whereas a bunch of other guards now are like trying to put out this tent, um, and this this woman is like trailing along after like these ten guards towards the rhino to kind of like observe of what's happening here. I want to steer clear of her. Yeah. Because I'm like, uh-uh. She's like, she's crazy. Like, that's not something I'm trying yeah. to tangle with. So I'm just going to kind of like give mm-hmm. her a wide breadth, like really wide. So she can't even like, I don't want to come up on her blip whatsoever. So I'm just going to kind of like go off towards the cavern because I'm assuming that's where everybody else is headed. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of like part ways here. And Kara, all of a sudden, you feel your shape begin to change as like the magic that's surrounding you just like pulls and kind of falls away. So you're like, you're running and all of a sudden you have four legs and then you kind of like stumble as you have like two again and you're trying and you've come back to your dwarven form um, as you feel the spell around you has just been unraveled. <laughs> and and you're running, and you hear from behind you, Stop! I don't mean you any harm. I just wish to ask you some questions. As Kara kind of gets back to her regular humanoid gait, and she's, like, so tired. She's been running for so long. It just kind of finally just slump- stops and kind of slumps her shoulders and turns around and... Ugh, okay. <sighs> And this, yeah, the half-elf woman is behind you, and she's, like, running, you know, she's lifted up her robe. She's clearly not used to, like, running around in nature. Uh, so she also looks a little bit frustrated as she's, like, looking at you down on the ground. She's like, 
Perhaps we can start over. <laughs> I do not mean you any harm. I simply wish to know what what you are doing uh, invading this place and our business. If it offends you in some way, I'm I'm sorry. My my name is Lady Vess. What is yours? My name is Carbrinhilda of Clan Umbus Ambusunder, and I am very offended that you are excavating ancient ruins of my rich <laughs> dwarven culture. <laughs> mm. Well, <laughs> my dear, I, I, I do apologize for any duress you think I may be causing you, but these are by no means dwarven ruins, and in fact, this territory... All of this is is property of the Dwendalian Empire for, for whom I represent. Certainly you have heard of me. Uh-huh. And who do you think was here before you? Dwarven people whose <laughs> lands Go ahead and make you've me built. A, a deception <laughs> check or as you're like an environmentalist like dwarf trying to make this case i love this by the way this is <laughs> very like, good she's like oh my god how do i tie up this woman <laughs> it's like ah <laughs> um so that is a 19 <laughs> uh, okay yeah so she's just listening to you very patiently um i see i am the Archmage of Antiquities. It is my business to learn about other cultures and all things that ill them. So perhaps we can return to the camp and discuss this in a more calm fashion. Uh, we have refreshments. Uh, I, I would love to understand a little bit more about what exactly you're doing here. Kari <laughs> definitely doesn't see a way out of this. So she's like, <laughs> I would like that very much. <laughs> Wonderful. And she kind of looks at the other guards, like, behind her, like, do we keep our weapons out? And she, like, sort of makes a lower-them gesture, and they sheath their weapons. Um, and she she does the thing where she, like, walks sort of behind you and kind of puts a hand not, like, on your back, but you feel yourself, like, being ushered. You mm -hmm. suddenly feel very trapped, somehow, um, as she kind of leads you back into this camp uh, to discuss your environmental concerns. Uh, and so the rest of you, so Arnadel, you kind of see Kara being like led off into this camp as like you're making your way towards the others. I think uh, Farah and Saye, uh, you have this, this companion now who's kind of running by you. What are you doing? Are you kind of like trying to find a hiding place or keep running? Or Yeah. Make me some either like perception or survival, something to find like a good hiding spot. 16. 18. Oh, okay. Yeah, so between the two of you, like, you managed to find, like, a great, like, rocky kind of overhang, like, the small cave space that you can definitely duck into um, that would avoid notice by people just giving it a cursory pass. So Arnadel, Saye, Farah, and now this dark elf um, <laughs> who's been following you around, you're kind of shoved inside this little cave, uh, and he's like, well, that uh, probably could have gone a little bit better than it did. But, um, I appreciate the rescue. Uh, no problem. Now we just have to figure out how to get Kara and this artifact. What is this artifact? I'm Farah, by the way. Uh, Caldex. <laughs> so it's a pleasure to meet Farah. You were the one who freed me. Thank you. Happy to help. 
So your voice does not do you justice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but still, uh, <laughs> okay. She, she flushes a little. <laughs> this is a passive aggressor. <laughs> um, and Saye. Arno, are you still invisible? Arnadel is still invisible. So. We don't even know you're there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just listening. I'm just like, this <laughs> mofo is passive aggressive. Are these compliments or are they insults? Arnadel's just like. There definitely thinks that they're compliments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Saye is probably like pacing back and forth, writhing her hands together, worried sick about Kara <laughs> and like leaving her behind. Um, uh, Arnie, do you think you could um, send her a- Arnie's invisible. Nobody knows. Oh, we don't know that you're here? Jesus. And I'm keeping it that way for now. I kind of mm-hmm. like it. I'm like- <laughs> I like creeping on my friends. I know. Well, I guess Saya can relate to that. But- um. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if there was anyone. <laughs> Saya. Uh, well, dang it. Well, then she's going to say out loud, God, I wish Arnie was here. Uh, wait, wait, Farah, you can- You can- speak telepathically too can't you only 120 feet i guess i can yeah i have to point my finger towards the creature um to yeah. do it so yeah well caldex will kind of like look at you both and be like well i'm not sure how much valerius told you but i am well sort of an archaeologist by trade and this site was very rudely interrupted by the Dwendalians, um, who went ahead and sent one of their Cerberus cronies here to interfere <laughs> with everything going on. It is imperative that you get me into that tunnel, and I get into that tomb. Okay. And I'm not leaving until that happens. Fair enough. We gotta turn back to get Kara anyway, so we may as well pick up a fancy artifact while we're there, I guess. Do you have any bright ideas about how to take them on? I mean, the the Cerberus Assembly aren't people to mess with. They're the most powerful archmages, well, certainly in this country. You know, we're kind of um, a run-in with a rhino sort of crowd. Mm, (laughs) Yeah, I I saw that. Well, I mean, I think first things first, you're looking a little rough. Uh, Could you use a heal? I hold out my uh, hand to him. That, that would be fantastic. I've had the crap beat out of me for days <laughs> at this point. Awesome. So I'm going to put my hand on my pendant and my other hand on his bicep, and then I'm going to cast a fourth level cure wounds on him. Yay! Boop. Uh, five plus seven is 12, plus one, 13, plus six is uh, 19. Plus five is twenty-four. Yeah, um, and as you like cast this on him, you see a lot of like the 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 wounds on his face in particular, you know, begin to close up and bruises sort of like go away and he takes a deep breath and he's like thanks, that's that's much better. Um did you all happen to see any other of my party or they probably killed him. Oof, grim. Um No, we pretty much ran in with the rhino and then grabbed you and then ran away. So. Great. um, What was, you've got a staff you're looking for too, staff, people, artifacts. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, so I got a piece of intelligence that something of interest 
to my people um, might be buried here. And sure enough, I got to this place. We were digging out this this tomb, this tomb that predates the age of Arcanum. It's one of the probably the only surviving sites of its kind, and it's still intact with all of the seals and everything. And I think I was so close to getting it open. And if I can get inside, who knows what might be inside? It might even be a Luxon beacon. For all I know, it's it's an incredible find. And of course, before I could get the door open, somehow these Dwindalians heard about it. They showed up. Killed my party, kept me alive, hoping that I could open the seal, and here we are. They've been trying to open it for days, but, well, Lady Vess is not as clever as she thinks she is. Sick burn. Um, a Luxon beacon? Is that what you called it? You said it might be a what? You're not from around here, are you? (laughs) Um, I want to do an arcana check, or history? Arcana? Either way. That's going to be... I have a higher one. No, they're the same. They're both the same. Uh, That's a 22. Sure. Uh, So, you know, you don't know very much about Wildmount or anything really happening here. Um, The word Luxon came up, like, in a religious context for the Kryn dynasty, um, but you're not really sure. Unfortunately, other than that, you just don't know. Yeah, and uh, he's like, well, the Luxon beacons are sacred objects to my people, to the Kryn dynasty. There are only four that have been discovered, but surely there are more in the world. And if we can take those back, that would mean much more power for my people are we could grow we could spread across the land we could finally beat the Dwendalian empire liberate people from their tyranny uh, the possibilities are endless if this tomb has one which i think it does we need to get it back and we certainly cannot let it fall into the hands of the cerberus assembly okay well my mo is typically to try and work our way around any kind of guards or Things like that. Avoid as much conflict as possible. And, I don't know, maybe just knock people out. (laughs) Get our way down there, get the thing, hit up Valerius, and then leave. Well, I mean, now that you've sprung me, there's certainly going to be on high alert, so I'm not sure how much of an option that's going to be. Robes! You got them robes, Farah. Oh, yeah. And I take out, like, these damp, sort of, like, musty at this point, and, like, outfits, and I just kind of, like, fan them out, and I'm like, cute outfits for our, um, you know, sneaking in. So. Okay. (laughs) He's like, I just need to get in that tunnel and get close. Do you have the magic capability to do that and then perhaps fend off everyone else or I don't think any amount of clothes swapping is going to help us at this point to be quite honest with you all well if need be of course we're going to protect you we're going to protect each other too so yes we can handle what whatever comes at us great and we should probably move soon before they do something horrible to your friend Mm, not a bad plan well if 
you can sneak in. We gotta find Arnadel because she has got she's the person who made us invisible, which is mighty fucking handy. Great. <laughs> okay. Uh they did they grab her too? Uh I don't know. I sent her a message and let her know that we got you before we left. Um, but I guess we're gonna have to keep an eye out for her. All right. Arnadel does not trust this situation at all. Like, she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Sounds sketchy on both ends. So she's like, I feel like it's going to be in the the party's best interest if I'm, like, unbeknownst. So I'm going to silently follow you guys. Um, If if (laughs) we're, I I know we're, like, kind of in a hurry, but I mean, I don't feel comfortable just leaving here without giving Arnie some time to come see us. I, I don't know if we're prepared with just the three of us going in there. The reason we get as far as we do is because we're a group, we're a crew. As soon as you say this, even though it's completely telepathic, telepathic she's, you're going to hear this like, I'm here. <laughs> That's so creepy. I'm she's like trying to whisper, but like it totally doesn't, she doesn't mean to whisper at all because it's fucking telepathic. But she's like, telepathically whispering like I'm here just like I'm gonna pretend like I'm not here <laughs> don't make a face you don't make a face I'm here just <laughs> pretend like just be okay with the fact that I'm not here but I'm here oh my god um <laughs> so making some faces and you're not sure if like she's having an aneurysm or just like trying to hold in a fart but <laughs> <laughs> well Oh, I say it. I say it to. I say it to Farah too. <laughs> so I am still doing it <laughs> and looking to Farah like, is, is this happening for you too? <laughs> Farah turns to Saya and just kind of cocks her head to the side and gives like just this big, like fake ass smile. And uh, she's like, "Well, you know, let's see. What else do I have in my my back pocket? I'm really good at healing and, and big explosions, but." Uh, do you have any means to sneak yourself in? I mean, I could get there, but I would need you all to keep them off me until I can get that that gate down and get in there. It's not going to be stealthy. All right. I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan of the big boom. Uh, you know, the more Dwendalians we can take out, the better. Yeah, I don't really um have a foot. In your altercations. <laughs> We're coming in like the UN here. We're trying to not do any damage, not piss any people off, or at least too many people off. So, like I said, we got your front and huh. your back. <laughs> let's let's get on with this. I think we'll we'll be okay. We need to find our people along the way, but we'll be good. Uh and Kara, let's bounce back to you for a moment. So you have been led into this, like, mess hall area, and now all of these guards are, like, you know, writing things in the camp and, like, getting order restored. They've put out this, like, fire that broke out um, (laughs) on top of the the tent, Um, and this woman who's introduced herself... Archmage Lady Vess, uh, she she kind of ha- seats you down in this mess hall, and uh, so I can't help but notice you're you're not really from here. Yeah, that's because I come from underground. <laughs> hmm, wonderful. You know, I have many friends who are dwarves, and, and in fact, dwarves are a key and integral part 
of our civilization. They, they've done many, many grand things, but your accent, it's just, it's a little bit strange. Uh, what, what part of the continent do you hail from? This one, this mountain, which you are excavating. Hmm. So you have other, others of your kind nearby? Obviously. And yet they let you come alone into a dangerous situation. Well, you know, no, you know how it is with grand councils and politics. And, you know, I was the only one who is willing to try and stand up and do what's right. Ah, so have the dwarves been aware this whole time that this tomb resides here? Yeah, we're the ones that built it. Interesting. See, my friend, this is the first time you've caught yourself in a lie. For this temple certainly predates your society. Oh, maybe from your human elven centrist perspective. Sure. So, I find myself in a quandary. What to do with you? I mean, I could just kill you instantly, but that seems like a terrible waste. Um, That also sounds very boring. Yes, something useful to tell me or to contribute, perhaps as to why you are interested um, in our mage friend, something else. Maybe I could stay my hand. Kara lets out a big sigh. As you said... I'm uh, not from around these parts, so I have nothing to offer you. Nothing you would be interested in. You are clearly very powerful yourself, and anything that you want, you probably already have. So, do what you will. Send a poor stranger off into this savannah. What's it to you? Hmm. So you refuse to tell me why you're here to free Caldex. Who's Caldex? I see. <clears throat> well, I suppose then our conversation is done, and I shall have to decide what to do with you at a later date. How unfortunate. Um, let's see. You seem to be a fan of polymorphing, so how about this? Um, I would like you to go ahead and make me a... Saving throw. True polymorph. Okay, that's going to be a wisdom saving throw. 19. So you try to (laughs) go against the will of this this creature uh, in front of you as you feel this magic begin to stretch your body in an all too familiar way uh, at this point but it's a feeble attempt as you feel the magic just come over you once again and you find yourself in the form of a tiny little white mouse um, all of a sudden and she kind of produces like this she reaches around like a glass mason jar that she kind of puts over you on this table um, and she, you see, you know, she leans down and her big old eyes looking at you. She's like, you know, if you change your mind and want to talk, we can just do this over and over again. And I can think of something a lot more creative for next time, too. You just caught me at a bad time. She like kind of taps on the glass and it like rocks your tiny body uh, as this loud tapping noise surrounds you. Uh, and she exits the tent. The rest of you, what's the plan? What are we doing? I'm going to reveal myself. Caldax goes, ah, 
I didn't know you were there. Arnadel's still very socially awkward. She's just like, I don't know. This is really nice. It's easy. I kind of want to be invisible more frequently, to be honest. Um, hi. Been following. Hello. I only have, I don't have that much magical zhuzh, um, but I do have this sick wand. She pulls out the frog, nasty frog. And she's like, I don't know, you guys want to like turn into something less obvious than ourselves and just like. How many more times can you use that thing? A lot. Yeah, it's got a lot of charges on it. It renews at dawn. I haven't used it for months. (laughs) You all seem to be new at this, so perhaps I propose something. Sure. Why didn't you come up with... (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we get to the edge of camp? I will get myself into that cavern. I will start working on the gate. You hold them off me. Once I have the gate down, I'll reach in, get what I need, and then we can teleport out of here. How'd you get caught? How did I get caught? Clearly somebody informed the Dwendalians that I was here. This is technically their territory. So we technically shouldn't be excavating here. But also, this territory will soon belong to the Kryn dynasty when we defeat the Dwendalians. And let's be honest, ancient history belongs to all of us. I can agree with you on that, sir. <clears throat> so how about it? Because I say we get started before Vess does whatever she's planning. All right. Well, we need to get that report to Valeria, so I, I guess we're on your side. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Now let's go. Actually, you have any more of that healing in your back pocket? I could use a little bit more. Pretty. <laughs> she will go. He's got like a swollen <laughs> eye. <laughs> we just met. Um, yeah, I'll give him. I can do another uh, 48. Heck yeah. All right. 8, 10, 14, another 19 points. Whew. Yeah, and he, you know, looks significantly better as he, again, like, just gets kind of ready, like, loose. He's like, okay, like, bouncing on his heels. Well, so we do this? Uh, we're wearing the robes, right? The, yeah, if you want to stolen be. robes. I definitely am, and I also, underneath that robe, I am wearing my cloak of mount back. Bank? Nice. Yeah, just in yep. case. <laughs> just in case you gotta get away from the situation. Yeah. yeah. All right, absolutely. Um, so if you all don't stop him, he's gonna walk out of this cave and like just head right back to the edge of that camp. All right, so I uh, guess we're doing another distraction and killing a bunch of people because it seems like there's not gonna be a way to stop this. So then Caldex gives you a big thumbs up. <laughs> Kara's like, you look less cute by the second. And just kind of like waves him off towards the cave. Oh, don't be like uh, that. <laughs> Arnadel's just like <laughs> shaking her head. Shaking her head. Shaking her head in silence. Like, man. Oh, uh, he's too bad I only have two more spell slots. Otherwise, I'd just go back to being invisible. Yeah. Ew, this is wait. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go ahead and roll up on this camp here. Unless anyone stops me, which I don't think they're doing. I guess Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that because we're going to have to go up against Archmage. What's her name? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do <laughs> He it. gets to the edge of camp 
And you see a little panel of like arcane energy kind of shimmers in front of him. uh, And you hear the sound of a creaking door as he is gone um, and bamps forward somewhere else. And as this happens, you know, he kind of like stuck around and whoop. um, And yeah, so all of you basically have a surprise round at this point to do whatever you're doing. Um, So let's go ahead and roll initiative one more time. Just to determine how this is going to go, including you, Kara. Ooh, natural 20. 21 Ooh. for me. 19. Okay. Ooh, four. Where was this before? <laughs> um, and I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself as we're approaching. Makes sense. Very cool. Farrah, or uh, Arnadel, you are first. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm just going to Eldritch Blast. Whatever the fuck is closest, or whatever the... I would like to Eldritch Blast. So there are about 50 guards that are kind of milling around um, in the central area. Uh, You see, like, four of them are posted up specifically by that mine entrance um, up above. Uh, You don't see Lady Vess right now. And there are a melange of other, like carts and like rocks and like packs and stuff around here. So. What would you like to aim at specifically? The three closest guards. All right, go ahead, roll to hit. I'll say roll with advantage too, because they certainly are not expecting that. First one's 18. I I will say an 18 will hit. Okay, second one's 17, and the third one was a three. But with advantage, so re-roll that one. See if you hit it. Okay, nope. (laughs) But my spell attack bonus is, uh, that would make it a 14. Uh, 14's just not enough um, to hit them. Okay. So, and go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, 14, 14. How do you want to murder two of these guards? Heck. I'm going to stick with the firecracker theme I've got going tonight. It's going to be like that, like that screech that those stupid fireworks make, like in the middle of the night, because that's the only time you really hear Mm -hmm. them. When you're trying to go to sleep, it's going to be that. Yeah. And when it hits, it firecracker explodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. These two guards just like burst apart uh, in front of you. And a bunch of the other guards like turn and are like, what is like this whole day? They're all just like, ah! Um, and but this time they're a little bit more ready for it. Like they already all have their weapons in hand uh, and turn to face you, Arnadel, as the only target like that they can see currently at this point. Uh, and then Farah. So you now have the attention of 48 guards. Sweet. <laughs> um, so I'm going to uh, just kind of like deep sigh and like walk out from my cover. And um, I'm going to cast Sickening Radiance. It's just this sickly green ball that's 60 feet across just kind of Holy crap. goes down upon them. And they all have to make constitution saving throws. If they make it, they don't take any damage. But if they do, then they're going to take four D10. Okay. I'm going to roll for groups of 10 because, wow. Okay, so (laughs) three of the groups, so 30 guards rolled natural 20s. I don't know. Um, Okay, so three of them rolled natural 20s and two groups failed. All right, so those people are going to take 9, 14, 18, uh, plus 5. So 23 points of radiant damage. To the people who failed? Yeah. How do you want to kill 20, 20 people? How does that happen? Oh, God, this is so bad. <laughs> I know. This is like, 
This is murder. Oh my god. This is some high level murder. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of like she does it and like the ball almost like kind of like sluggishly and grossly goes down and it's like like watching slow motion as like a footsteps on something and she's just like, oh, oh. Oh god, yeah. It's like stepping on a cockroach. It's almost worse. Yeah. Like just the stepping on it, and you're like, no. Um <laughs> Mm, yeah, all right. So Farrah just murdered 20 people who had families, mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she just looks at, like, back at her party. She's like, we don't talk about this after today. <laughs> God, what happens to the ones who did uh, pass? Does anything happen? Nothing happens to them. Um, just if they're, anybody's invisible amongst them, they're not. <laughs> so. Word. All right, uh, and then Saye, we move to you as 28 guards are horrified looking on what has just happened. Yeah, I'm a little horrified myself, <laughs> and I I need to get myself in the headspace of what's happening right now. I wasn't prepared for so much battle. Wholesale murder. Yeah. <laughs> so much murder. Um, I'm going to just... Is there anyone really close to me? Does anyone look like they're coming for me? Because I'm dressed in my robe. <laughs> no, at this point, I mean, they're all, they've all just like turned to observe what's happening here. So nobody has like had a chance to even run forward yet. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go find Kara. Take this opportunity to do that. But I also don't know if I should leave my ladies. <laughs> it's up to you. What you doing? I'm going to go find Kara. All right. Uh, so you run into this camp here. Um. You are going to be running forward, so you will become a target for them as you run forward. Yeah. Uh, where are you looking? I'm going to go to the white tent. I imagine if they got anyone, it'd be there. Yeah. Uh, so you do, you like book, you spend your movement um, going, you run into this tent. It's completely cleared out. Um, there is a like a burnt patch on it uh, from where you burnt it. Uh, but other than that, it just seems to be crates and barrels and stuff. Um, all right. And then we move to my turn. My turn. So Vess, Lady Vess emerges from this tent and like looks at this situation, looks at the bodies around and just kind of like rolls her eyes um, and then like extends a hand towards all of you. And she is casting that. So I need everybody to make a constitution saving throw. I'm going to counter spell. Ooh, Okay. Um, all right, you need to roll. It's a seventh level spell slot. Yeah, that's an 18. What do I ah! Plus, what do I add to that? My, just my modifier or my spell Yeah, your spellcasting ability modifier. Okay, so yeah, that's gonna be 23. Yeah. Damn, and she like, like throws down her hand and she's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> she kind of like yells out to the universe uh, as this is happening. Uh, and she's like, guards, just get them, I guess. <laughs> and they all begin to like run forward um, at you all. So here we go. Um, once they start their turn in it, they have to make another constitution oh saving throw. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to roll for the three groups again. Okay. One made it. Just one. Just one. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll roll for it. But, oh my god. Uh, Farrah, you're gonna murder 40 people. I guess. 
12. D&D is wild, y'all. 26. Wild mount. <laughs> what? 26 damage? Yep. Yeah, you murdered 20 more people. Hmm. Wow. This gonna, doesn't feel great. I'm going to do some so, praying. Yeah, so there are eight guards left after this happens, and they look at the devastation in front of them and throw down their weapons, and, like, they're running opposite of you, so they're running back towards, like, the cave at this point. They're like, no, thank you. (laughs) Goodbye. I think we can confidently pass this guilt off to a-hole McGee <laughs> with his I want to bring down the bear, bear, bear. And we're like, dude, we're just trying to get you out of here. Our mission was you. Thank you for the bits for murder, uh, Chet. <laughs> uh, so the guards are spending murder their bits. turn running now uh, away from you and they're running back into this like tunnel that's been excavated in the back wall here. Uh, and Kara, we go to you. Kara Mouse, uh, you get to make a save. Yay! You get to try. Uh, what kind of save is it again? Wisdom saving throw. Right. DC 19. <laughs> That's a 13. But I'm going to use my gift of the past to reroll that. Okay. Come on, baby. I'm a tiny mouse. 14. Nope. Okay. Uh, Never mind. What are you doing in this little... How are you struggling? She's... <laughs> her little mouse fists are balled up and she's standing up on her back legs and she's pounding against the the, ed- the edge of the jar. Oh my god. And she's burying her big yellow inside. She's like... <laughs> yeah. Um, yep, you're doing your best. And as this like scene of calamity is kind of unfolding before you, you all suddenly feel this like wave of energy like kind of come from the mouth of this cave here. And actually some of the guards that were running in there get like sort of pushed back um, as this happens too. It's not something you see, it's just more of you feel as like something is broken or different now uh, coming from this tunnel. And you hear this horrible screeching sound, like if metal were to tear itself apart and the ground kind of shakes as you see the shape of something emerges from this tunnel and you hear just like a oh god oh god like coming from from the other side as you see this giant spherical thing emerge from the darkness of this tunnel and at first it just looks like a ball like made of like bronze um that's that's maybe like 15 by 15 feet like around and it's walking you can see on these mechanical sort of legs out um and as the sunlight hits this thing and you see like the burnished shimmer all over it 10 different appendages just kind of burst out of its body as you see these large like saws whirring on each of its hands and all of these arms here uh, just pop out in a very menacing way. And you hear Kaldax going, uh, could you deal with that? <laughs> Arndelf, we're up to you. <laughs> okay. I'm so close. I'm so close to just grabbing his buns right out of that sphere and get grabbing the rock that Valerius gave us to teleport back and be like, you're in timeout. You, you, you don't deserve help. Honestly, seeing the the other guards like kind of just like, I'm, nah, I'm kind of like, nah. Well, actually, no, what's her name? 
I don't know. I don't have a bad read on what's her name either. She's just kind of like her commentary makes me kind of feel like, I don't know, but I feel like, I don't know. I look at everybody else and I'm like, what? <laughs> what do we do? You can definitely hold your turn if you'd like, or yeah, feel free to speak to free action. Uh, I'm holding my damn turn. I, I, but, and the way that I hold my turn is I just put my arms up like, effing over it like oh my god okay and then farah we go to you uh Farrah's like uh she's just gonna at this point just like drop her sickening radiance she's like i'm it's making me sick at this point um and she's gonna be like well i don't feel bad messing up a big giant machine thing so i'm gonna go ahead and cast fireball on yeah, the big giant sure. machine thing oh yeah Honestly, this thing is so big that you can just hit it. Like, you can hit above it and it'll be fine. You don't have to hit anything on the ground. Great. If you I've don't done want enough to. killing today. Yeah, <laughs> we've done enough. All right. Um, yeah, dexterity saved DC 17 from it. No, we never, nobody ever instructed us to bring him back alive. If we find him dead, that's fine. We just have to know. Hilarious did say if he's alive, bring back his report. Yeah, we don't have to bring him alive. Like, I'm so over his (laughs) brattiness. (laughs) 33 points of fire damage. As you blast this thing with fire, you see it's like metallic shell kind of glows a little bit orange for a moment um but then it disperses as if fire did nothing to this cool. creature uh all right sorry there's this big metal creature now that's like emerged from this cave uh you hear this guy's voice like yelling like take care of that uh the guards are running in panic from this thing um and you see lady vess is like in the middle and she's like turning to face this thing and like pushes up her sleeves and like takes her staff out prepared to do some battle with this so the bot thing kind of looks like it's gonna go after them the bot thing looks like it's gonna kill everyone if it has its way. Mm-hmm. And it's just got it's all of these whirring arms that are moving to cut down guards in its path, and it's moving forward right now to like towards Vess and towards all of you. Um, yeah, I'll use my new fancy we- weapons, the Shamsharan. Yes, but anyway, she spins them out, catches them, and uh, um, <coughs> excuse me, roll the hit. Yes. <laughs> 14. That will not do it. As you go and you try to like hit it with your your new size, um, it just bounces off of this metal shell uh, that is surrounding this Extra thing. Extra attack. I'm going to try to do it again. Yeah. Go for more of a jointy part. Ooh, natural 20 plus 10, which doesn't matter. There you go. So roll your dubs damage for that critical hit. Dubs damage. Critical hit. Critical roll. Here we go. It's all coming together. Oh, what? (laughs) Where's my eight? Where's my dang eight? I don't know. Where'd you put it? Girl, I don't know. There's one. (laughs) 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 Wow. When you roll two twos. Ooh, that's a good feeling. Okay, then it's 10 damage. (laughs) But I'll spend a key point to add some extra damage. Yay, do it. uh, I'm going to go for lightning because it's metallic. Eh? A? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, Jesus. It bounced right out of my dice tray. It's too furious. Too fast. <laughs> yeah, eight more damage. 
Okay, so 18 points of damage. Yeah. Uh, so where are you hitting this thing that it manages to land a blow? Uh, I think I'm trying to like needle my sigh into into a joint somewhere and just nail it into its wiring, its circuitry. Ooh. Yeah, uh, you, you get it up in there, like, right in that place, like, where one of its leggies come down, and you're, like, <laughs> like jam right up in there. And, yeah, some wires and, like, sparks, like, shoot out um, as you hit this mm. thing. Okay. Uh, all right, and then we move to Vess. So this woman has just had a day. Uh, she tried so many spells on Kara before, um, but here we go. She's like, why? She saw that lightning did good when you did that. Uh, so she's going to cast a lightning bolt at 7th level. Damn. Gee. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Is that 11? Yeah. 11 d6s. Woo. Sick. Yeah, so she, like, blasts this thing with lightning, like, from the top of her staff here, and it, like, crackles all over its body, um, and you see some singeing coming from this thing. Uh, so clearly she got a pretty good blow in. Um, all right, and then uh, we moved. Oh, the guards are just done. They're cowering. They're hiding. <laughs> they're, they're out over it. Kara, we come to you. Make a little safe save. Wisdom saving throw. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, hell What's yeah. 24. Hell yeah. What does it look like when Kara bursts back into Kara form? So yeah, her little mouse fists are pounding, pounding on the side of the glass. And finally you see just one. And then you see, yeah, this the little mouse fist quick, quickly just like transmute into big car fist as you <laughs> and burst out of this a, like jar. shattering glass all around you as you pop out of this bell jar triumphantly exactly the lid of the jar is still on the top of your head <laughs> it's yeah. like jammed in jammed in her curls <laughs> you know what that was awesome i'll give you an action you do you do you what are you doing car with this uh she is then uh, she's been a mouse for far too long, and so she yes. uses her bonus action to rage, and yeah, then she she no. is going to is Lady Vess within sight. Uh, yeah, sure, because uh, Lady Vess is currently like fighting this thing. Um, so like right outside the mess hall, flat like tent flaps, you can see her doing battle with this giant thing that appeared. Oh yeah, Kara sees like the back of her head and it's just so full of fury, runs up to her, pulls, unsheathes her swords and just ah, right, right at the back of her. Ooh, all right. <laughs> she gonna attack. That's yeah. a 21 to hit. Oh yeah, that hits a mage. Oh, it sure do. Uh, that is... And the fancy robes. That is yep. 23 damage. Ooh, yeah, you get a huge, like, club in her back here. Um, She is not expecting it whatsoever. And then she's going to attack again. Yeah. With a 24 to hit. Yeah, that's good. With another 23 damage. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. She is bleeding so profusely. (laughs) Oh, God. Anything else? No, that's Kara's turn. <laughs> so you do a big chop, chop, um, as this happens, and she, like, looks over her shoulder and is just, like, <laughs> like, just so mad over the course of everything that's happening here. Um, all right, and then, <laughs> okay, and then Arnadal, we bounce back up to you. <laughs> uh, so, Brittany, just in time for your turn. So you see Kara has suddenly appeared from a tent and, like, is wailing on this mage. 
And then there's, yeah, this big thing here, and Caldex has still not made a reappearance. Text magic on the bronze orb. This is a big all-magic construct. Um, You can also tell it's very, very old and made by magic that Honestly, like you're looking at the patterns and everything of this, it's it's magic that's far more advanced. Otherworldly, perhaps. I mean, you you heard them casually reference like this this age, the okay. age of Arcanum, um, and this tomb is from there. So maybe this was a society that had understood magic in a way that just modern society just yeah. doesn't. Half of me is like, oh, shit, I want to look more closely at this. Not in this yeah. kind of a moment. But also I was kind of trying to see if what's his face was like inside of it or something. But it seems like he just set it loose, which is really. Yeah, it was probably guarding whatever. Yeah, guarding whatever was beyond yeah, the doors. Yeah, real annoyed with what's his face. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to cast. How close am I to it? Uh, you could within 60 feet. Well, um, then I'm going to turn. I don't necessarily. I see that Kara's attacking what's her face, but also I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, she might be the only thing that can help us with this stupid thing. So I'm going to use my action to run over to Kara and the mage and kind of like try to like break it up. It'd be like, hey. We got to focus on priorities. <laughs> I think she can help us because we're all going to die. Otherwise. You want to make a persuasion check against a raging car? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say roll with disadvantage, Brittany. Really? First roll is a seven. Second roll is a 10. And my persuasion is a plus five. So seven. That's. 12. 12. I I don't think a 12 would do much for Raging Kyra. What do you think, Sage? No. What if I zapped you? (laughs) That keeps the rage going, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think think you realize, like, Kara's in this state of just, like, like, for blood! Um, And so your pleas are just falling on deaf ears um, at this point. Farah, what are you doing? Um, I am going to free action, just shout at Kara and be like, bigger problems, babe. And like, just like, kind of like gesture at this giant thing. Um, And then I'm going to use my action to cast haste on Saye. Ooh, cool. So you get uh, another action every turn. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you get like plus two to your AC, also all kinds of stuff. I'll I'll copy the the spell and put it in chat. Cool for you. So just in time uh, for my construct to take an action. Cool. So Saya was right there. Kara's right there. Vess is right there. Um, Arnadel's close now, but I'm gonna say not right there. Um, so everybody here is just gonna take five damage while you're standing within um, just range of this creature as these blades are just whirling around it here. Uh, So slashing damage. As that happens, everybody takes five. Um, And then it's going to turn like a bunch of its arms. It's just the mechanical like as it's like whirling out and these like scythe-like blades are going to come down towards you. Sae. So here we go. Yeah, 24. Nice. Okay, that's going to be 18 points of slashing damage as one of the arm blades launches India here. Ooh. 
runs India there, uh, and will a 19 hit no. you? All right, uh, then a second arm blade, like, hits you, or, like, it just, like, bounces above your head here. Um, and then, ooh, all of a sudden, like, a cannon kind of opens up on the front of this thing, and then, like, bolts of metal and all of this, like, just junk starts flying out of this thing and kind of, like, spewing over everybody in the area here. So I need uh, everybody who is standing close to make a dexterity saving throw. Ah, jeez. Yeah. Okay, that's a 22. Thank you so much for this haste. It came just in time. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Well, that was a natural 20. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, Well, the 10 won't do it. So I think just the 10 is going to be affected as you take 21 points of piercing damage as shrapnel just like spews out of this creature. Um, It just showers upon everyone. Yeah, so you just, you get peppered in all of this, like, pile of junk as it comes in here. Um, all right, and then, uh, Saye, we come to you. Ooh, okay. I want to shout first towards the cave. What the hell is taking so long, man? Uh, you're never gonna believe what's in here. It's amazing! Well, I'd sure Screw like to find you. out. Can someone please go check on this guy or something? And then I'm gonna start attacking the robot again. Yeah, by all means, go for it. Also, I would like to say uh, thank you, Matthew Mercer, for this monster. It's amazing. It's called the the Gear Keeper Construct, and it totally does have a garbage spew attack. Which is thanks so much, Matt. Love it, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Love this. Super Matt, swell. Love this. <laughs> I rolled a nineteen to hit. Uh, a nineteen is going to hit oh, it. Sweet. Okay, that's gonna be twelve damage. And then another yeah. attack. That's a, ooh, dang, a 29 to hit. Ooh, yeah. With 15 damage. These things are crazy cool. Um, yeah. New weapons. Uh, Venture Maiden's Patreon. Check them New out. New weapons. So <laughs> fancy. Uh, and then I'm going to also use my gift of the present and get another round. Heck yeah, do it again! Yes. Oh, also with haste, you have a third attack. So just go ahead and do that one more right, right now. Well, I rolled a natural 20. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, what the hell? All right, go. That is... Go, do. Monks are amazing. 16 more damage. That was, I did roll twice. <laughs> wow. And now uh, my second attack for that round. Or I guess my first attack of the new round. Yeah. No, you got three attacks. <laughs> go. Oh, well, that was a natural one. So this one just completely bounces off of its... Yeah, no. hide. You cut off a piece and it fell just at the wrong time. I rolled time. another one, so this cool streak is coming to a swift end. Oh no. Yep. Okay. And then 15 to hit. Uh 15 will not do it. Alright. <laughs> yeah, but so you get a bunch of good hits in here, and maybe you're like, you're so fast that it freaks <laughs> you out. <laughs> so like on your second round, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like gravity is just keeping you it's going. It's like, what's his name? Animal from the Muppets. It's his hands are just so out of control. He doesn't even know what the hell he's doing anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God, you're muppeting all over the place. All right, and at this point, it's Vess's turn, and Kara is just there, like wailing on her. She is bleeding profusely. There's this like giant robot in front of her. She's looking around. Her guards are dead, and she just looks at all of you all and is like. I don't know why you're here, but if you ever return, you will pay. 
And she like taps her staff on the ground and like in a swirly motion, like the air kind of glimmers and she disappears. All right. Bye, lady. (laughs) She is gone. And the guards are just out of this fight. If they haven't been shredded already, they're fleeing off into the barren landscape. Uh, And Kara, we come to you. Now now that Lady Vess is gone, I done scared her off good. Kara sees this <laughs> giant bronze construct and is like, ooh, that's what I'm going to hit next. And is going to run up. Oh, shiny. Uh, <laughs> I'm yes. going to hit it. <laughs> Get the shiny. Oh, yes. And so, yeah, sword, sword in hand. And she is also going to make her regular attack and then use her war priest feature to use to the blah, blah, blah words to make another attack. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that is going to be a natural 20. Why does it happen? <laughs> uh as well as uh, a 31 <laughs> and a night yeah. and a 19 yep, because this sword is really just really dumb. <laughs> um boss bostum. Yep. Um, all right. So whoops, natural natural 20 damage. Yep, here we go. Eight, fifteen, uh-huh. <laughs> Nineteen. Uh-huh. Twenty-nine. Oh my god. And then from her other two attacks uh-huh. is sixteen. Twenty-seven. How do you want to take out this this gear keeper construct? Uh, so yeah, she immediately goes for what extremities it has left until it, yeah. it just goes thunk and crashes on the ground and with her final stroke just raises up her sword, fl- like flips up in the air and then whoosh, and plunges it right through the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, and as you do so, you just shear this, like, machine in half, and just sparks and wires just go flying apart as you just devastate this piece of ancient technology, um, and just bursts around you, and just, like, in this, like, scattering of junk continues to flicker, um, and you hear a voice calling, Caldax calling, seriously, get in here, you should see this! <laughs> oh, I hate him. <laughs> Uh, Kara immediately starts running off towards the voice is like is that someone else I should kill because murder 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 Uh, yeah cause rage cause rage and I don't think she actually saw Caldux so oh no yeah you have no idea (laughs) so she's like like voice (laughs) yeah um Saya and Farah are you are you following uh yeah I think uh Farah gingerly like Picks her way through the corpses, just like you know, tip yeah, like through. Excuse, you know? uh, excuse and me. She's like, Carl, wait, no, that's our guy. That's our guy. Valeria sent us for, and is just gonna like kind of try to chase after. I guess like dashing after her. Yes, Carl, you do hear this. I think yeah. After like after after she's not in any imminent danger, and hears Fair's words, it's like. Uh okay, and we'll yeah drop out of drop out of her rage. Yeah, 
Um, and as you all kind of like run forward uh, into this tunnel here, you do see that there's this larger cave that has been kind of carved out. Um, and there was definitely like some kind of gateway here. Um, but now it's it's opened up and you can see like, yeah, these two panels with all of these just ancient, ancient symbols on them in no language you recognize um, have already been thrown open. And there's this large room in front of you completely made out of stone um and there's a sarcophagus in the center of this room um and yeah a figure that has been worn away by time um you know is there clutching uh, a staff to their chest um but above that there's this huge statue of a dragon of some kind um that's just like looming over this sarcophagus and around its neck you see what looks like it's like if thorns were woven together to form a crown, but it's like completely gilded in gold uh, around the neck of this dragon here. And you see that there are all of these multicolored gems that surround this thing um, on the collar of this creature. And Kaldax is currently like has climbed up onto the back of this dragon and is like fussing with the gold like thing, clearly intent on trying to remove it from the statue. He's like, uh, thanks for uh, taking care of that thing. I guess I probably should have suspected that, uh, well, they would have left behind guards. This is incredible. I mean, it, it isn't a, a Luxon beacon, but but I, I think this is one of the vestiges of divergence. He, like, looks around and he's, like, fumbling. Uh, no? I'm gonna make a history check. <laughs> Sure, I'll say, like, you don't. Again, you don't know. He's like, they they were artifacts made by the gods and left. But before they left this place, this 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 is an incredible find. I, again, not what I was expecting, but this this is amazing. Go, you know what, just tell Valerius you found it and he'll be super happy. And he goes and he, like, unclasps this thing and, like, puts it in a bag, like, on his waist and kind of, like, hops down off the statue and just looks pleased as can be. Uh, okay. Farrah kind of puts her hand on her hip and she's like, yeah, we'd love to take it to Valerius to show him. That'd be really great. Uh, mm, you know, I don't think that was quite the agreement. I think you should just tell Valerius that I found it. I insight check him to see. Sure. <laughs> Guidance myself. 22. Okay, you, it's hard to tell, but you feel like he probably isn't telling you the whole, the whole truth of the situation. Uh, and I just kind of raise my eyebrows and like look over at the rest of them. And I start kind of like closing in on him with my hand out. Yeah, and he's like, uh, well, hey, you want to hold hands? Like, <laughs> kind of, like, backs up against against this dragon statue. Uh, well, I think there's more that Valerius was expecting to hear from you. Uh, we came all the way out here to help you. So, why don't you come with us, at least? Okay, uh, yeah, he looks at all of you, and, you know, you're covered in, like, gear oil and blood from killing 50 guards, and he's like, Okay, perhaps I will step in and just explain to Valerius myself. Just, you know, it'd, it'd be good to have a visit anyway. Sure, sure. Sweet. Who's got the rock? I'll take it out. I, <laughs> I've got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Are you, you calling home yeah. base? 
Yeah. Hey, hey, Valley, homeboy, we're we're all finished up here. Oh, fantastic. Are, is is Keldax alive? Yes, alive and well. Have they retrieved the Luxon? No, there's something else here that is apparently worth something by the gods, made by the gods, some ancient people. Kaldax is like, like, is like a, like a weak smile, like against the, it's like, ah, yes, well, um, return immediately, uh, over and out. And, uh, you all begin to feel that familiar teleportation as you are taken from the world of Wildmount and return back to your homes. And you have successfully survived another podcast of episode. (laughs) Congratulations, maidens. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you all so much for delving into the world of uh, Critical Role with me. I have learned so much about all the cool factions and everything happening. Uh, This monster we fought is a brand new monster that you can find there. Um, uh, Our friend Kaldax was a chronomancy mage, which is, oh, sorry, they, they call it, sorry. Dunamancy, not Gronomancy, Dunamancy, uh, which is the study of time magic, which is a whole new school of magic that is introduced in this book. There is a lot of really, really cool stuff. So all of you should absolutely either pre-order or make sure to check out the book when it comes out. But thank you all so much for playing. I have been your dungeon master, Celeste Conowich. I've been your uh, moon elf warlock, Arnadel Dill, played by Brittany. Hi, I'm Katie. I played Faravalen, the mistress of murder. Or Dude, you murdered like 40 people. Know. Holy crap, yeah. man. I haven't fought anything that week in so long. Yeah. Commoners, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Pawns, am I right? God, get good guards. <laughs> good, do best. Put up a fight. It's a you problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was Nassim, your human monk, Sayanur. And I was your barbarian who refused <laughs> to submit. <laughs> no! <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, thank you all so much for stopping by. We had a great turnout in the chat tonight. Um, if any of you are new, if your critters come in to check out the show, welcome. This is Venture Maidens, an actual play D&D 5th edition podcast. So everything you see here tonight will be turned into a podcast episode in the weeks to come. Uh, if you want to find out more about what we do, the best way is to follow us on social media, especially Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Venture Maidens, to get updates on everything we do. Please, yeah, if you like what you see, follow, like, subscribe, check us out. Uh, We've got a bunch of cool content on our Patreon as well. But honestly, just thank you all so much for being here. Y'all are the bee's knees. guys. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, and so, until next time... Venture away! Everybody to Wild Mountain or wherever you Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Venture Maidens. 
If you liked what you heard, we'd love if you checked out our main show, subscribed to our feed, and followed us at Venture Maidens on Twitter and Instagram. We can't wait to hear all about the fabulous adventures your party gets into when you pick up The Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. But until that day comes, don't forget to venture away.